You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. into the show tom and ricky we're your hosts as always a lot to get to today of course thursday night football tonight the 49ers and the titans play should be a really really great game got nba plays i've got one play in the nba which we'll go over in a bit steadypicks.com completely free to sign up sign up today Best bets from myself, from Ricky, Donnie, Big John, all the experts that we have here at Steady Picks, and the Steady Picks system play. So sign up today. It's completely free. No risk to joining. No risk at all. Uh, Ricky, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Tom. Doing doing well, my man. Ready for uh, ready to dive into the holidays after today. So, geared up, geared up and ready. Yes, yes. We'll have to decide. We haven't discussed what we're doing for tomorrow. Uh, I would like to have a show. I'll put you on the spot here. I think we should be having a show tomorrow morning. But uh, who am I to say? Tom. The show must go on, my man, and that means uh, tomorrow's Friday. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to squeeze Donnie on too and do our normal uh, like NFL special. Because mm-hmm. yeah. this is this is one of the weeks where you're gonna see uh, multiple unit plays on the Ricky card. I've got two two unit plays that I've already identified this weekend, Tom. Really? Yep. Really, really been excited for this NFL week. Beautiful. Well, make sure the number doesn't get away from us here because, uh, you know, so you can share them with everybody. Yep, yep. Monitoring them closely. In the NFL tonight, 49ers heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Niners opened as two-point favorites. It is down to three. Consensus three across the board everywhere. Uh, as far as I can see, I'll start. We'll start with you, Ricky. Break okay. down a bit of this game. What do you see happening, and, and and what's going on here? So this is a great Thursday night matchup, Tom. Two teams, both likely playoff bound. But what I honestly see here is one team that's been trending in one direction, and another team that's been trending in the other direction. So, for example, the 49ers, I believe they've won five of their last six games straight up. 
they're just playing well on both sides of the ball, Tom. Um, been beating good teams, too, to rattle off a couple of their wins during this stretch. They've beaten the Bengals. They've beaten the Vikings. They've beaten the Rams. Um, so some some solid wins during this little run here. The Titans, though, Tom, they've been sliding. They've lost three of their last four games. The lone win amongst the, that four-game run was against the Jags. So make of it what you will. Um, you know, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones should be back tonight. A.J. Brown is the one who's a bit more iffy. Uh, you'll, you'll see mixed reports right now on him, but he should be back. I have a lean on this game, Tom. I want to hear your thoughts on the game before I, I touch on my side. But as a as a final note in the breakdown, the Tennessee Titans are a really good home team. You know, that Nashville crowd's wild and they're two and oh this year as a home as a home underdog. So just something to keep in mind. Excellent. Excellent. Um yeah, you broke that down very nicely. Titans Hopefully, from what I can see, everything that I've seen says A.J. Brown is going to be a go uh, tonight, which would be lovely. That's kind of the deciding factor for me, honestly, is making sure A.J. Brown is in the lineup tonight. So I'm actually playing this game. I have a play on this one. I got the plus three with the Titans. I think it's a really, really um, smart play here. Line's coming down a little Mm. bit. It's been as high as three and a half. It's down to three. You're buying at the absolute top of the peak of the mountain with the 49ers and what they're doing. Like you are buying as high as it can go on that team. And we don't like to do that, right? Three-point favorites on the road. And, yes, they've been impressive, right? They've done a lot of things well. They've beaten Seattle, Minnesota, the Rams. But you are buying at the very tippy top of what they can do. Do you remember how bad they were? And it's so funny how things changed. Do you remember how bad they were at the beginning of the season when they lost four straight and everyone thought that they were the worst team they'd ever seen? Oh, they, yeah, they got out of the gate. Very tough. And so nothing really changes besides how we think of them. Right. I mean, it's tough because... They are they have a very talented roster, you know, so they were they were kind of just playing like shit in the beginning of the year. Um, but I really agree with everything you said there, Tom. And the main thing with me here, as much as I just like, you know, I'm I'm public minded, meaning my mind's usually going to go where the books want the public to go. But I know that, which is good. Mm-hmm. So while my. My lean was over toward the 49ers because I think they're going to win this game. I want to acknowledge how sharp three the three and a half was, Tom, because when that whenever this three and a half becomes available, it immediately goes back down to three. So um, 
my question for you with this game is, do you think there's any shot we'll get the hook back on between now and kickoff? Just looking across the board, all the odds, you know, because again, when we're looking at this, we're looking at the juice. That's what we're really, really looking at here. And I say no chance. Yeah. No chance. Because it's starting to level out. Minus 113, minus 108. Come back on the other side. So it's starting to balance. BetMGM actually has plus 3, plus 100. Which is very, very good. Um, And I'd even be willing to bet, and we can take a look at this here. If you bought to the three and a half, because the line is plus 110, it might be a decent number. Let's find out. Yeah, let's check. It's minus 120 for plus three and a half. Minus 120. Now, here is where you would use, and and this is why this is such a great tool, because I'm going to pull this up. This is exactly why you decide to use something like unabated, which we've talked about several times, but this is literally what it's for right here. We can you, They have a compare lines tool, so it's going to tell me which one is better. So we're going to do uh, plus three. See, this is really interesting to me. It, this isn't an opinion thing. It's not whether you want the three and a half or you want the three. This is strictly a numbers. Yeah, I like this. This is probably going to determine my bet, Tom, so keep going. As it should. If this shows up bad, I'm going to be annoyed that I made a plus 3, 120. Because I was rushing to get a plus 3 at even money in. My guess is that the plus 3 is going to be better. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Wait, plus plus three. Yes. Plus three plus 100 is the better line. Then a three and a half minus 110? Yes. The implied odds of it are better mm-hmm. by a penny. Since the implied is minus 119, minus 120, obviously, for the three and a half. Interesting. That is interesting. Um, I, oh gosh, I'm man, Tom. You 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 swung me a little. I'm I'm think I'm leaning Tennessee now. Although I came into the show ready to make a 49ers bet. Uh, let's let's pause. Let's let's not make our bet this second, Tom. I just think for the simple fact, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. We can move on. The simple fact that San Francisco is at the top. They have been almost perfect in the last month. Debo's been incredible. The defense has been good. Jimmy Garoppolo, by the numbers, right? We talk about analytics here a lot. By the numbers, Jimmy Garoppolo's been maybe the best quarterback in the league in the last month. Quietly, That's wild. Quietly yeah. doing it. So I just 
something doesn't feel right that it's a three-point line against the Tennessee Titans that are so beat up and and have been losing games to really bad teams. Something doesn't feel right. And I just think Tennessee might win this outright. Show up tonight ready to play. I'm I'm going to agree with you here, Tom. I'm, I'm, my goal today is going to be to get uh, you know what? I might take this plus three at plus 300. I'm, I'm just uh, not ready to pull the trigger on this game until I can get some clarity on AJ Brown. I know he's just a wide receiver, but that man's a beast guys. Yes. And uh, everything I'm reading right now is saying it's a game time decision, 50, 50. So we don't know if he's in or out. You get the Titans at that plus three plus 100 and he's in, you're going to feel really good later. This is just one of those games, Tom, where I'm, the more I'm thinking it through, Vrabel, that crowd, the receivers back, 49ers at an all-time high, public on the Niners. Mm-hmm. It's Titans. It's, it's Titans. Titans. It's Titans. And plus yep. 100, even money at plus three, is actually a, a pretty good line. You know what? I'm grabbing it. I'm going to go. I'll I put a half too. unit on it now, Tom. And... uh we can always add to the bet. Yep. And we make sure it's actually available on BetMGM. I'm logging in. Yeah, I just These odds trackers, man. Um I What was I gonna say? Oh, I don't even hate when that happens. Was it about uh all those things I listed off about why we're on the Titans? No. You flipped us? No, it was about the line. Ah, forget it. The plus three plus one hundred is available at this moment on BetMGM. My bet is in Tom for a half unit. I'm locked in. Very nice. We end up trying to play doctor and you know a psychologist more often than we do our, than we are sports fans in in betting. Like if <laughs> it is really you know we sit here and we try to especially the bowl games made me think of this yesterday. You know, we try and be psychologists thinking about who's motivated, who's not, who wants to be there, who doesn't. Playing doctor with the COVID list, like we're, you know, managing patients, like figuring out who's out, who's in, who's hurt, who's this. NBA, 12 guys on COVID. They can't even play. You know what I'm so done with, Tom, is... uh. The bowl games amongst teams that don't really like that don't really mean much. Like they're just kind of trash bowl games. And I took I took Army yesterday because the steady pick system was on them. You were on them, and I like them too. But all these games are are just like not going the way they're supposed to go in this uh, bowl series so far, Tom. So. I'm it's getting pretty crazy with college that, football with that army game because I talked about how I I personally bet the money line. Um, yeah. at like minus one seventy five and ended up winning by two. They didn't cover any of the numbers that were available, even if you had like a three and a half from early on. They didn't cover anything. Yep, I thought it was pretty crazy. Um. But yeah, it's I just wild, think it's though. fascinating trying to track the. It's a whole nother layer to betting that you didn't even realize was there. So I'm yeah. on the Titans plus three. The other thing in the NFL I want to talk about here this morning, 
is um, coach of the year odds for this season. Because I think Ooh. there's a good amount of value in taking a look at some of this stuff. Yeah, let's, let's pull it up. Um, I believe DraftKings is offering these. So you can find these. Um, and just to give you an idea of what the board looks like, Bill Belichick leads the way minus 125. Matt LaFleur plus 200. Cliff Kingsbury 12 to 1. Frank Reich 15 to 1. Sean McVay 16 to 1. Zach Taylor 16 to 1. Mike Vrabel with the Titans 18 to 1. Brandon Staley with the Chargers 20 to 1. That's kind of the top group. Oh, Mr. Go for it on fourth down. Brandon Staley's not getting it. <laughs> Throw yeah. him out of the mix. I think there's guy... almost no way that he gets it. You know, people do love him, though, for that aggressive play as much as I hate it. So uh, do you have a pick? Do you have someone who, who jumps off that list, Tom? I do. And again, this I think this award is up in the air completely. I don't think Bill Belichick has this locked up like you're seeing here. I really don't. And I don't think Matt LaFleur can win it because it, he doesn't really do anything. It's the LeBron effect with Aaron Rodgers where the coach doesn't really have to do that much. Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, they kind of play the game and coach the team and do everything, make the play calls. And the head coach sits there and looks pretty. That's essentially what I, I think of Matt LaFleur. <laughs> I don't disagree. And that's okay. It's okay. Every If you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you just need a, a face, a guy to help motivate people and just keep the, keep the wheels on the bus. But I don't see how you can give that coach of the year. Bill Belichick, I do see kind of how he can win that. But his coaching, his game time decisions this year have been pretty poor. You look at the game against the Titan or the Colts the other week, the primetime game against the Colts, and he made some questionable decisions down the stretch. Oh, going yeah, for three, going for the field goal, not going for it. He's made some really questionable decisions that do not align with the proper analytics and, and math of what to do in the NFL late in games, when to go for it on fourth down. It doesn't align with that. So I don't see how you can give him coach of the year. I heard two names on that list, Tom, that I think are are deserving of it. Um, that would probably shock you, which would be Frank Reich and Brian Flores. And almost yes. for the same reason of the two. And that's just that they got off to really tough starts. I believe the Dolphins were like one and seven or something. They're now seven and seven. The Colts also fumbled out of the gate, you know, a little bit. But the grit of those two teams to keep fighting, Tom, I think a lot of that's coaching. I think um, Brian Flores, you, you you hit on the coach that I think is the best bet here. And again, the, the reason why I like this market right now is because I was looking at this yesterday and 
and researching and looking things up. And I said, oh, my gosh. The reason why I love this market so much right now is because I believe it is decided in the next three weeks who gets this award. I believe it is completely up in the air. It's not like the MVP where you've got your couple favorites. I think this is wide open because you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to um, win out, likely. Right? You're going to have to win these final three games and probably win the division except for the case of Brian Flores. I don't think he has to. But most of the coaches on here will have to win their division to make it possible. I like that thought process. So the guys I like on this list, Brian Flores, they've won seven straight. If he wins, if he wins out, they make the playoffs, he's getting this award 100%. Now they do play because they play the Patriots, I believe, next week. So they went out. He's getting the award, hands down. You look at somebody like Sean Payton at 40. So Flores is 35 to 1. Sean Payton at 40 to 1. I don't even think that's a bad look right now. Look at what he's done with no quarterback. He's well, had he didn't three coach that last game where they had their biggest win of the year. And he went from 60 to odds. And he went from 60 to 1 to 40 to 1. Oh, wow. And he didn't even coach. Yeah, that's that's a sneaky one because Sean Payton, he uh he's gonna have his hands full these next three weeks, and if he can win those games, yeah, Tom, he's he's capable. I also think Cincinnati, Zach Taylor, I think there's a path for him as well because Cincinnati has outperformed what people thought of them. These award things and the, the way to handicap these are so much different than a normal sports game. It's it's crazy to me. Because you're really trying to guess how people might vote about things. Yeah. It's, is, it's funny, too. Another name, Tom, that I, I don't think is in the mix here, but Sirianni. I'm not a fan of this guy at all, but he did cash the I, I cash my eagles to win over six and a half games i don't think anybody thought the eagles were going to be uh like a competitor this year even really in the mix the way they are so as much as i'm not a, a huge fan of the guy i would it would be wrong to not acknowledge and respect that he's overperforming with this group and he's been coaching well you know the last handful of weeks once they've committed to the run this team has completely turned the corner yep and he's 80 to 1 as it sits right now uh guys yeah, i think I have no him. chance cliff kingsbury i don't think he has any any path to getting it i think arizona i mean you saw when they were losing and ultimately lost last week at halftime they were the team was yelling at each other Heading in the locker room, they're bickering and pushing each other. I love Cliff, but doesn't yeah, I don't see him getting either. it. No. Um, Andy Reid, I think, has no chance. John Harbaugh with Baltimore, believe he has no chance. They're both forty-five to one. 
Sean McVay. Team's too talented. Team's too talented. Yeah. The expectation, the bar was too high to begin with. And truthfully, they haven't gotten to the bar that was set for them yet, I don't think. Agreed. I think you have to have that thing. Like, like even Bill Belichick, he's got, I, I had a rookie QB and I am the number one seed in the AFC. You know, the Colts, they were one in five and now they're, they're rolling everybody. They really got it going and they're looking like a scary team in the playoffs. Brian Flores started one in seven, kept the team together. You know, the story, you got to have yeah. the story built in. And I think you're right. A lot of these guys uh, that you're mentioning lack that. Because they just have, if you have Patrick Mahomes and you're you're nine and four or whatever, you're not coach of the year, right? And some of this stuff is just, I, it's just so fascinating to me how the, the futures odds and the markets and how they move and what you're really betting on. You're betting on what people are going to vote on. I think it's very weird and very um, difficult to do. But I love looking at the on the odds on this stuff. I love talking about it. I think it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, you you do love these these odd markets, Tom. I just think there's so much that goes into them, and especially, you know, I like to talk about them when I see value because I really do with this Coach of the Year thing. This comes down to the last three weeks. If New England holds on to the number one seed, Bill Belichick's getting it. If someone overtakes the number one seed, they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so much at stake the last three weeks that is not reflected here. Um, The other one I wanted to talk about very quickly was the comeback player of the year. Dak Prescott is like minus $7 to win that award. You'll remember we were on that uh, long, long ago at this point. So that should be a nice plus money cash. The ticket at the end of the season, that should be nice. Yeah, that one's locked up, Tom. Defensive Rookie of the Year is locked up. Offensive Rookie of the Year is pretty much locked up. MVP, though, one we're note on here. Jones. From, yeah, we were on Mac Jones, too. Fantastic. Go ahead. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you guys remember on the show, I put that bet in on Monday, I think. He dropped from minus 1,200 to minus 700. Or, I'm sorry, from plus 1,200 to plus 700 and plus 750 throughout this week. So, uh we already anyone anybody who threw that in got some nice value on there, Tom. But it's still, still definitely a long way to go. But he's looking like he's really in that race. Here's how I think this should go. I've done some thinking about this after we talked about it. I think there's one way that this should go as of right now. Cooper Cup is the MVP. Cooper Cup is the MVP. Aaron Rodgers, yes, he's great, but he's got the LeBron James effect, as I talked about. Tom Brady, yeah, he's great, but is he having, you know, an all-time season? No. The things that Cooper Cup does, you want to talk about most valuable player, the things that Cooper Cup does are out of this world bananas. I mean, he gets 15 targets a game. He got two touchdowns last week. 
He draws two defenders on every single route that he runs. He's got two defenders glued to him, which opens up the field for the rest of his team. To me, Tom, you're describing the offensive player of the year. No, I'm I'm describing the most valuable player, the guy that does the most for your team, and that is, without a doubt, Cooper Cup. Now, let me tell you why I completely disagree with that. If you most valuable player to me, again, just my interpretation of this is the player that means the most to their team and whose team has had a significant result as, you know, a result of that player as well. So for me, in my opinion, as great as Cooper Cup is, you could remove him off of the Rams and they might not have missed a single beat. Yeah, no they wouldn't way. have had a fantastic no receiver. Way. I don't think he decided one single game, the result wow. of one single game. Ricky, I, that's I the it, hottest take. And I love I've... Cooper Cup. Oh, my gosh. I, but I think if you, with the receivers the Rams have and having Matthew Stafford and a great run game, I believe that Rams team is still very, very good with or without Cooper Cup, as good as he is. Now, the same could be said for Jonathan Taylor because I think the Colts' offensive line Exactly. He's really that good that many running backs could have had a fan, you know, a, a a year like this that Taylor's having, which brings me then to the QBs, Tom. And I hate this because I don't want the QBs to get it. But if you pull Aaron Rodgers off of the Packers, like you saw, they suck. They're not even a playoff team with Jordan Love. You pull Tom Brady off the Bucks and you put um, what's that guy's name? I forget his his backup's name. Guy's been around forever. Uh, ah, I, don't I don't remember. remember. Yeah, he, he's they're not a very good team. Same could be said with you know the Rams. If here's a here's a good one too. Let's say John Wolford is Matthew Stafford gets hurt and John Wolford's playing for the Rams. Cooper Cup doesn't sniff these numbers. So a lot of things were. I don't know. I just it's it's all about the way that you interpret the award because someone could then, you know, I don't I mean, it's almost like then the backup quarterback even comes into play a little bit because it's like, you know, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, for example, they did pretty well without him, you know, so he wasn't the guy that like, in my opinion, really made a huge impact as good as he is. But I don't know, Tom. That's like, the problem. What, what do you make of that? Everybody thinks about the the award differently, right? Everybody's got a different opinion on what the MVP really actually means. And to to what you said, no doubt that having a bad backup that comes in for you for maybe a half a game or a game during the season is probably the best thing that can happen to your MVP odds because it just highlights how important you are to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it, it almost helps these guys, but it's just a matter of how you look at it. Really. There's no right or wrong answer. So th- there's nothing I can disagree with you about because it's totally whatever you think the award means to you. I happen to believe Cooper cup, is 
way better than you obviously think of him as. Like, this guy draws two defenders on every play. He's leading the triple crown of receiving. He's got the most receptions, most touchdowns, most yards. I think he's amazing, Tom. I love him, and I think he's fantastic, and I think he's your hands-down offensive player of the year, even with the year Jonathan Taylor's having. I think that's Cooper Cup's award. I think, no question. I think you have it backwards. I don't think Matthew Stafford is what keeps Cooper Cup going. I think it's the other way around. Without Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford and the team, the passing attack sucks. Sucks. You can't say that, though, because we didn't see it. Like, Matthew Stafford's been successful without Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's no, been successful hasn't. without Matthew Stafford. So, you know, if anything, Tom, look at look at every single year of Cooper Cup's career and then this year, and look what Matthew Stafford did to Cooper Cup. No, I think they that's can't think about it like that. to say he didn't you help You can't think Cooper about Cup. it like that. Tom, he's, he's been around seven or eight years. He's having the one year he's been with Stafford. He's blown up, and he's in the MVP conversation. But you can literally say that with any player that has a good season because something changes between every single season. He can't just be having a good year with a good team. All his success goes to Matthew Stafford. When you have That's a significant crap. outlier year and there's one variable that's changed and it's the QB, I'm not saying I'm not taking away from Cooper Cup. I'm just saying it's disrespectful to Matthew Stafford to act like he has no part in this when he's force feeding Cooper Cup the ball. Yeah, he's open. Yeah, he's yeah, great. he's wide open, getting two receivers so that everyone else in the field is wide open, getting covered by a linebacker. All you have to do That's is look the at the look at the books, Tom. Look at their MVP odds, and they'll tell you. Don't listen to me. They have Cooper Cup at plus thirty five hundred at this point, and they have Matthew Stafford third. So they're telling you it's Matthew Stafford. It's not even me. It's them. The books are not. Uh, that's the beauty of it. Just because the lines are set, that's not what uh, reflects on what the actual odds of something are or what the correct way to go is because again there's no stat there's no magic number this is everyone trying to handicap what a person who votes on this might vote on that's why the odds that's why there's often so much opportunity to get a good number because there's no magic number that says Matthew Stafford is above Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor is above Cooper Cup there's no stat line to follow. There's no number to check. There's nothing. Yeah, I, Tom, I, these are my favorite episodes when we get uh, like riled up and passionate about, about a bet. No better, no better wake up and wager days than when this happens. So I do but, just yeah, think I mean, you need to watch a little more Cooper Cup. And Tom, see you need to effect. open your damn DraftKings and look at the odds here and see the that odds Cooper don't Cup matter. has no shot. Oh, I wouldn't say that. They get 3,000 to one is never one. I want to throw this question out to the listeners. Hit us up through the Instagram. And I want everyone to honestly give me what you think here. Ready? If Cooper Cup is not on the Rams, let's say he he's out for the year starting today. Does that team fall off a cliff because of two, Cooper Cup? That's all I'm asking. Is he that significant that that team might not be able to continue on without him the same way Aaron Rodgers 
uh, Patrick Mahomes. Right, but then a quarterback guys, would win it every year. Then it's just go. Then it's just the Aaron Rodgers award because the, he makes the biggest difference to his team every year. But that's the MVP every now. single year, just like LeBron James does. He doesn't win it every year. He is the best player there in the league every single season for the last my entire life. How is a guy the the most valuable player if he's replaceable? Is my point is if if the team can pick up and go on without him, but. Uh, again, it's just it's just different ways and fun ways to look at it because if if there's one guy who on the who has a say in this who's thinking like Tom that's adamant on Cooper Cup, then that's the biggest golden ticket in the history of the world right now. That Cooper Cup MVP because you're not alone in thinking that Tom. No question about that. That's why he's he's still you know relevant on the list, but. Uh, it will just be interesting, you know, to see how they break this down. I just think you got to get away. Like, the quarterback thing is infuriating. Like, yes, there is no doubt the quarterback is the most important position and player on a football team. There is no doubt. No single person makes a bigger impact on the success or failures of your team than the quarterback. But that doesn't turn the MVP into a quarterback award like it has. And that's why, truthfully, I kind of hate it. Because it just turns into Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes award. And that's stupid. Anyway. Do you know, one final note, Tom. Do you know how it's determined? Is it like baseball where there's like a group of, like a committee almost? Or how does the, the vote work? Um, yeah, it's like a vote, you know, it's like a vote. It's 50, I think it's 50 guys. It's different sports writers and media people. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like literally five people determining this or a large group 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 of 50, 50. Okay. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Like Trey Aikman gets a, a vote. I think like Collinsworth gets a vote. Tony Dungy, different guys from ESPN, NBC, CBS, all those. I like that. Your boy's gonna get some votes, no doubt about that. NBA. I've got to play in the NBA to wrap us up here. <clears throat> the only play I have here is. The Philadelphia 76ers minus nine and a half against the Atlanta Hawks. This is basically a fade the Trey Trey Young less Hawks. There will be without Trey Young. We were I bet against them last night. We're gonna bet against them today. I think they are so bad without Trey Young. They are so bad. You have COVID? Yep. So, yes, the number's big and it's inflated, but it doesn't even matter. And I know Sixers have Danny Green is out, Drummond's protocol, Milton's protocol, but I just think Embiid will be way too much for the Hawks without literally eight of their players Gallinari, Lou Will, Clint, Capella. Trey Young, they're all out. Lou Will. He's still on the Hawks? <laughs> yep. 
Uh, I love it, Tom. But real quick, did you fade the Cavs yesterday? Did I fade the cat? Did we talk about that? No, they were really hot. Uh, when I was running the social media last week, it was a lot of Cavs stuff coming in. And yep. uh, I, I was telling people I'd be fading them. Did did the first fade on them yesterday. Got a W. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I was on the magic to get a win last night against the Hawks. And they won 104 to 98. There we go. There we of course, go. I didn't uh, send it in. That's what happens. Uh, Steady Picks Radio, wake up a wager. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck today. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Donnie around for the NFL.